Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Emerging Ease, where we will focus on unraveling the difficulties in the midst of our journey and move toward forward progress. This program is not meant to replace any form of therapy, and you are encouraged to seek out a mental health professional if necessary. Hello, hello. This is Keisha with Emerging Ease. Welcome back. Um, Before we get started, I want to let you know if you have any questions, comments, input you'd like to offer, please call 646-929-0130, or you can uh, go to the chat room at blogtalkradio.com forward slash LA-Bachelor. Also, feel free, uh, even during the show or during the week, you can send an email to EmergingEase, all one word, at gmail.com. Please make sure you look up Emerging Ease on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, y'all. All right, let's come on in and start today. Um, last week, I don't know, I had a technical difficulty. I don't know what happened. Um, but we were talking about father issues and what those look like for um, men as well as for women. And with father issues, we have to um, be mindful, just like with mother issues, um, they impact men and women very much the same, um, but they, there are a little, uh, a few different tweaks to it in a sense. Um, with these issues, it usually leads to um, insecurity. So we talked about the the concern with insecurity. And with that insecurity, um, usually people that have daddy issues, speaking from the female standpoint, uh, they may seek to date older people, older men, even older women if they um, are not attracted to men or not seeking relationship with men. Now, the other thing with uh, daddy issues that is, a, I guess, one of the ones that is very um, significant with men is um, their interactions with other men. We did get to touch on that one last week, but many times men that may have father issues um, may have concerns with being able to establish um, friendships um, or even interact in social settings, not necessarily as a friend, but just as a, a, just a regular interaction, but even with um, work interactions with other men, especially if they view that man as dominant. So uh, either they will attempt to counteract the perceived dominance of that other person by either um, – being very aggressive, whether it's verbally or even physical posturing, um, men may also decide, hey, I don't want to go up against this person, so I'm just going to fade into the background, okay, without even looking at how um, that interaction could be affecting them. Um, usually a person that um, that has father issues may also um, – want to understand um, why it's so difficult for them, male or female, to connect with men. 
Um, sometimes it can lead to, from the female perspective, negative relationships, male, older men, meaning that man may have more financial uh, status or stability, because remember the focus is stability. Um, they may be uh, a very dominant person, maybe physical aggression, maybe using other terms or ways. Uh, to control that person. So the person that they end up in relationship with may end up being very controlling. Um, with that being said, we have to be uh, very mindful of what to do. So um, just to give some more signs of possible father issues for the men's side, because I don't ever want to exclude, especially in this uh, topic, uh, men or women, because daddy issues don't just happen to one or the other. They can occur with both. So with men, um, more prominently than women, uh, they can be very clingy or jealous or overprotective in their relationships. So this uh, would support or even be maybe that person that is um, close to, if not abusive, mentally, emotionally, physically, in their relationship. Now, it's not saying that, oh, hey, this person's verbally abused, emotionally abusive, um, physically abusive, so they've got to have daddy issues. It's not to say that. It's just if you have that pattern in your life, look at where is that coming from. Look at where is that, um, why, why do I see this as appropriate? Why do I see this as something that I um am accepting in my interactions with other people. Also, with the need to um, be reassured in the relationship that you're in, and you may jump from one relationship immediately into another relationship because you are so fearful of being alone. Because being alone in some people's minds means instability. I am unstable if I don't have someone else that is constantly telling me I'm worthy, constantly telling me they need me, they love me, their life wouldn't be what it could be without me. Um, So being very um, mindful of that. There are also many other things that can contribute to that. But if you've realized, hey, you know, I'm jumping out of one relationship directly into another relationship, giving myself zero time to even process that this relationship is over, giving myself zero time to even look at what I've learned from the relationship, what I liked about the relationship, what I don't like about the relationship, and I'm just going and finding a new person. Not even that you're looking for um, a specific um, type or checklist, and we'll talk about types and checklists in the future, but you're just immediately moving from one person. They have a pulse and they breathe hey, let's get in a relationship. They're single, let's do it. You're not even looking at, you know, how's this person going to be a positive person to have a relationship with? What are they really looking for? What am I looking for? What do I have to offer them? What do they have to offer me? And when I say the offering of each, uh, to each other, not physical or tangible, meaning money or housing or anything like that, but what type of emotional connection will you all have? What do you all have in common? What is the goal of the relationship? Is it just because I want someone to fill that slot? 
or is it because I want to build some type of long-term connection with another person? So um, being mindful of that. Now the question goes to how to challenge daddy issues. What can you do to challenge daddy issues? Um, One thing I always encourage people to do is if you've identified you're having these types of issues, seek counseling. Now, I know you're going to say, Keisha, you tell everybody, go to a counselor, go talk to somebody. I encourage you to do that because, for one, uh, and specifically one that deals with people in relationships, because there are um, therapy uh, models that can address uncovering a lot of things that contribute to your choice in negative uh, relationships, okay? Um, So, yeah, seek out a therapist. And talking to that therapist, talk to them about um, what it is that uh, keeps bringing this back up. I I don't know if last week when we were talking, if if you all got to hear that, that piece, but in talking to a mental health professional about the concern, there is also looking at why does that keep coming back up? Because until something is resolved, it's going to float back to the top. Um, in resolving it, does it mean that, hey, I get closure? No, not necessarily. Um, and we'll talk about closure here in a little bit because I'm going to get on my soapbox about that one. But it is identifying within self, why, does, why is it so prominent? Why is it coming back up? Why is this something that um, is kind of a stuck place for you? Now, with seeking out therapy, therapy does, should not and does not last for life. I know many times on movies and TV shows, they tell you go in there, you lay on the couch, you just rattle on and rattle on for an hour. The person gives you a big, huge bill. You go back home. Then you come back and you do this for years upon years upon years. The therapy models of today focus on not having you in therapy for years upon years upon years. It focuses on let's get in here, let's identify the problem, let's start to break that problem down. Now let's put some tools in place to help you get back out there into life in a more focused, more mindful, more prepared manner to be able to avoid going back into those places that were not healthy for you, especially in relationships. So that's why I always encourage people, find a therapist, go speak to a therapist. Um, And I think one day uh, we will do how to identify a mental health professional um, that's helpful for you because I think that's something that we don't really talk about that is very important. So I'll put that on my to talk about with. Now, with addressing daddy issues, another way is to, if your father is still alive, if you are able to have any contact with this uh, person, uh, and I say father and as well as father figure, um, and it's not something that's hurtful or harmful to you, and it's something that you would like to do, have a conversation with them and let them know, hey, this is how you impacted me when you did this. This is how you impacted me when you did that. However, 
I encourage people when they're talking to persons that had difficult impacts on their life, avoid the question of why did you do it. And the reason I say avoid that is because that's an attempt for some other type of prolonged closure. Now, the thing is, that why question is never going to be answered the way you want it to be. And usually, and I told you all throw the word never in the trash, but I'm going to use it today. I use it on a certain time. You're never going to get the answer you want. There's never going to be a fulfillment in, oh, okay, well, that's why. Oh, well, you ran off and left the family, and therefore we were kind of in financial straits for several years. Hey, because you wanted to see what it was like to, to live in a whole other state. So you just drove until you ran out of gas. Oh, okay. How is that really going to be helpful for you? It's not. Actually, that could bring about a lot more hurt, especially, for one, if that person tells you the truth and it's not what you, you wanted. Um, if that person tells you a lie, then the hurt continues and it's reinforced. Now, the other thing with talking to the person is, are you talking to that person because um, you want to, at this point, develop some type of relationship with that father or father figure? If that is what you're wanting, in having the conversation, let them know within that conversation, my whole goal is to try to establish something where we start from now and move forward. And that's really the main thing is looking at the now. Neither you nor the other person can turn back time and correct any um, wrongs or poor choices or anything like that. But you can work in the now. Where am I now? What have I identified now? Um, with that, with that process, if you do choose that, you can also look at what's the generational part that's going on there. Because if you are now a parent. What have you identified you've carried over from your possible daddy issues into your parenting relationship with your children? Now, the thing with that is you may do the exact opposite of that other of that father figure, but you may put be putting forth those actions in your into your child's life. And I'm gonna give you an example to kind of clarify what I mean with that. Your father, and this is just a basic example, may have abandoned the family, left you in financial straits. Therefore, in your parenting, you have decided and are active with, I'm never physically abandoning my children. Now, mind you, I said physically because you may decide I don't ever want my children to have to want like I wanted for things in my life growing up. For you have four jobs and a, a side hustle on your off time, if you ever get off time with four jobs. But you're providing all the financial want and need that your children may have. You're providing that. But aren't you physically still kind of vacant? Because you're always at work. When you do get home and you're on another side hustle, you're still vacant. They're they're still missing you. They don't have emotional attachment. You don't have um, 
a a healthy connection with them and that, you know, at any time I can go talk to my parents and they're there for me, but, I mean, they're giving me stuff. So, I mean, I have that. And I have food and I have shelter. I mean, I got that. But they really are missing you. So that's how, even though you're not doing the thing, that, that absent parent, that father figure, excuse me, physically absent father figure was doing, you're still putting that forward in your child's, your children's lives. We're going to take just a minute so I can uh, let you know uh, the featured album artist on Featured Album Friday, which is this Friday from 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, is India Ari. I got some stuff to say about India. I love, love, love India Ari. Her vibe is awesome. Um, also, make sure, make sure you're listening to Whisper Softly, which is every Sunday through Friday from 8 p.m. to midnight on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Um, and I think I failed to mention earlier, if you're ever interested in advertising um, on Emerging Ease, you can email L.A. Bachelor, all one word, as well as the number 40, so Bachelor 40 at uh, gmail.com. Um, now, in addressing uh, the, how those issues are transpiring in your in your children's lives, another thing to look at is: um, Am I easily frustrated with the parenting process? Now, I put easily in there because many parents—I don't know any parent that every day is a happy day—but in that being easily frustrated with the parenting process. I would encourage you look at the parenting that you saw because with that frustration, that can lead to unintended emotional uh, neglect, unintended um, disconnect from the family, which means some people, and I always tell people that are parents, think about how your action, how you would have perceived your action if you were that child at that age or if that had happened to you, or when it did happen to you, how did you receive it? So if you're one of those parents that you go in, you're huffing, you're puffing, folks are saying, hey, how you doing? Hey, I miss you. Hey, I love you. And you're like huffing and puffing to get to your room in the uh, uh, in the house or in the apartment and slams the door, and I just need to be still. I just got off work. Ugh, for one, and we'll talk about that in the future too. But that also disconnects that child from you. And if you look back at your childhood, then you should look at, huh, I wonder if I uh, am am basically repeating cycles that I was exposed to that I did not like, okay? So it's being very mindful and, and allowing yourself to reflect. Now, the thing with challenging your parenting based on if you could possibly have uh, daddy issues is what are you able to change in the interaction you have with your children and what are you willing to change in that interaction? Able is one thing. Willing is another thing. You're, you're able 
to not stomp through the the living space until you get to whatever room and close yourself off. You're able to not call your children out of their names. You're able to be there physically. You're able to be supportive emotionally. You're able to encourage your children. But are you willing to do those things? The being able part, every parent has that ability. The willing part means that's the work part of it. That's the being mindful part of it. That's the talking to your children and um, getting their input and actually listening to it and possibly, you know, changing some things up based on their responses. The thing with, um, just to give, like, kind of personal insight, with my parents um, is uh, even my dad apologizing. Like, when you find out, you know what, I was wrong. Those folks, when I say would not, they change the subject and keep it moving. Now, the thing is, there was a, a turning point in my dad's parenting of me and in my view of him that I can really uh, uh, respect in that at the age, I believe I was 16, he was um, upset at me. Long story, he was upset at me. And so in being upset with me, he and I did not talk for three months solid. After that three months, period went and things kind of changed uh, with the reason he was upset with me, which I'll talk about that later. Um, he came to me and we sat down and he said, you know what? I respect that I could not make you do what I wanted you to do because I was mad at you. That means to me that I know that you will make your own choices and that nobody can force you to do anything. And I respect that. So I I appreciate you sticking to your guns. He never said I apologize, but that as him saying, you know what, you made a better choice than what I was trying to put up on you, okay? I took that, and I've used that in life since because what that allowed me to see is my dad, who was somebody that would would not come back and say, you know what, I'm a, I messed up, my bad, let me uh, straighten that out. And I've used that in my interactions at work, my interactions with friends, my interactions with uh, my husband, my interactions with my children. And now it does not seem like, oh, my gosh, if I apologize and correct my interaction with this person, even just apologize and address that interaction, whether that relationship or interaction is still going, I'm not going to fall over. It doesn't make me less of a person. I took that and I ran with it. And what it has done is it helped uh, me develop more stability, because remember, father issues are stability concerns, and my interactions with people. Even with being very upset or disappointed with a person, if I say or do something that is hurtful, I, for one, I'm going to look back over myself and and like, okay, you know, they said that to me or did that to me. It ain't right. I apologize. Let me come back, and I'm going to come and address you. Now, the thing with that is I also learned from that instance with my dad 
that pride is something that's very small. Matter of fact, it's imaginary. And I'm more prideful of myself when I can come back and say, you know what, let me straighten this out. And that's a positive pride because what that pride does is it builds a, a complete and appropriate and actually viable um, self, um, self-worth. And that's with anyone. So that's an example of being able to challenge father issues is, being able to look and say, what do I not want to do? Because the thing that I never wanted to do um, is to go around being hurtful to people, knowing I'm hurtful to people, either by thinking back like, yeah, that was kind of honorary, but I ain't going to say nothing. I'm just sitting here and just hold on to it. Or even if that person said, hey, Keisha, what you said or did, that was hurtful, and, I, you know, that that got to my core. And like, well, you just got to walk that off. Now, I'm not saying I haven't been that person in the past. I have. But I've also gone back and addressed those things. And so that's what I encourage um, us to do as parents or us to do as parental figures, because some of us may not be parents, but you uh, may have a big role in a child's life, and to be mindful that going back and correcting a wrong or even acknowledging a wrong can make so many positive changes in that person's life, which is a very big ripple effect in, for one, they realize I don't have to keep this behavior going because this is all I know. For two, they can also uh, have the ripple effect of because I did it, someone else saw me do it, and so now they're going to do it, and then that next person's going to do it. So you put more positive out into the atmosphere when you are able to uh, make those kind of identifications and acknowledgments. Um, with challenging daddy issues as well, one thing that I've found that is very helpful for people that have father issues, father figure issues, is look at how you interact with money. Hmm. Sit on that one for a minute. How you interact with money. Because you 